Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. In this podcast, we identify six players that could be shrewd additions in the summer and answer your podcast questions. This is the Borough Breakdown podcast, and this is all your Borough Mash Day chatter in a pod. Want support? Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for What's Craig it? Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy hits the track. Avanelli coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Avanelli spots out. Hello and welcome to the Borough Breakdown Podcast with Johnny, Dana and Tom. We are the Borough Podcast that gives you all of your Borough Mash Day chatter in a podcast. And welcome to the off-season. The season is done and dusted. The transfer window is very much upon us and Borough expecting to be very busy in the transfer window. Guys, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done the last podcast together. Um, it's given us time to reflect, get our own lists together um, and get our house in order for the next season. Uh, but let me know how you're feeling so far in the transfer window. Uh, Dana, do you want to go first? In the transfer window? Feeling in terms of the transfer oh, window? How are you feeling in general? Well, I'm a bit impatient because I'm a bit bored. I want some rumours to get stuck into. But in general, I'm I'm okay. I'm a bit sunburnt under this makeup. I've been channeling my inner Benidorm mam. But other than that, very, very good. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like no one will realise how pink you were the other day and they just cracked me I in was trouble, so honestly. bad, yeah. It's still it's going down, but it's still pretty bad. You can't you can't tell now. But if if you can, let us all in the YouTube comments below. Uh, Tom <laughs> or Harry Maguire from Wish. Um <laughs> How are you feeling, mate? And also how are you feeling about the transfer window coming up? Oh, in general, I'm just kind of enjoying the break from football at the moment, even though I mean, I say that I've probably watched more football in the last week uh, than I haven't quite a while anyway, because it's been on every night. But um, yeah, I'm I'm the same as Dan. I'm really impatient and and want some like decent transfer rumors. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd prefer to get us uh, get our stuff sorted early on. Um, but yeah, just uh, just just waiting for it to all start, really. Okay, then I'm I'm doing all right too. I feel I feel like uh, watching you, Tom, under the lights at the riverside was was a joyful watch uh, as well. Prince Wyatt, known as Harry Maguire from Wish, um, <laughs> and also yeah, it's, it's been a quite a nice I've break. I've only so far. just about recovered from that, by the way. God knows how Borough do that twice a week. Yeah, you, you play well, mate. You, you did yourself proud. I mean, some questionable defending that time, but you you know you were no nonsense. Got rid of it when you needed to. 
and uh, you started to build up from the back, so it was quite nice to to watch her as well. Um, but let's let's move on. Let's let's talk about uh, you know, let's do, let's do some podcast questions, but we'll do some boring news first. And before we do uh, all of that, we'll let's let's do the, the transfer news. Um, Camille Conter from Watford, under twenty threes, uh, signing for us. Jordan Rhodes, or if you want to call him Jason Rhodes, has been linked uh, along with Ben Gibson. So I feel like I'm in a 15-16 season trance. Um, and also, Mills were made a big, big signing and returning to kit manufacturer area uh, after 14 years after leaving them. Um, but let's do some podcast questions because everyone loves a podcast question. You can ask us via Twitter or email at theboroughbreakdown.hotmail.com or you can ask them over on our Telegram chat uh, with over 188 Borough fans talking everything Borough football, and sometimes the Wobbly Goblin in Stockton. Um, but the first question uh, this week, uh, and it's from Mike, and he says, should we bring Ben Gibson back? Uh, obviously, Chris Wilder was reportedly watching uh, Ben Gibson in the in the last game. Uh, Dana, would you bring Ben Gibson back? Um, it's a difficult one. I mean, weighing up the pros and cons, I think in terms of pros, you bring him back an experienced player that can still play. There's no good having experience and not being able to put in decent performance levels, um, especially for the championship as well. He's a, he's a, a good defender. That's probably his level higher championship, you would say. And he's a natural leader, which is what Bora needs. Um, good passing from the back as well. There seems to be this idea that he's not. I've seen on um, Twitter recently, but he is. There's a whole athletic piece about his passing when he was last to the championship at, uh, with Norwich. So he suits our sort of front foot possession style. The cons are that I'm not convinced he's the best in a back three. I think, obviously, we have the expectations of Ben Gibson in a defensive two in a back four so I'm not sure he's quite the same in a back three probably a lack of pace as well as another um, con because we do get caught behind sometimes and we do need that pace to be able to recover the space and the positioning and I'm just generally a big believer in not seeing former players return Mean Girls has taught me that the sequel is never as good as the original so there we go well, that rules out Millsborough bringing back Ben Gibson, Kike Sola, who is now a wine connoisseur, by the way, as we found out this morning. Oh, yeah, what a career turn. Um, Fair play. Uh, I know, yeah. I mean, you couldn't tell that he likes wine on his Instagram uh, profile. So if you haven't got time, <laughs> go on his, on his Instagram profile and see if you can guess why he likes wine so much. Um, but, Tom, the next question, uh, it's from Ryan. He says, which players would you personally sell or let leave? And brackets, not who you think. Um, and also, how much would you value them at? So, which which players would you personally let leave the club in the transfer window? So it's a, it's a difficult one. This because uh, a couple of weeks ago, I'd, I said I wouldn't be surprised if Paddy McNair was one of the people to leave. Uh, I think that was on our our season review show. But since then, there's you know there's been an article come out with. Uh, uh, a quote from Wilder saying, you know, he, he's integral to what we want to do. We fit into the system and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it's it's difficult with who who you'd let leave. Um, if I had to kind of go with anyone, I feel like Dill Fry could be an option. Uh, probably value around ten million, but that's purely because I think we could sign better. Uh, Better for right now, I think potential wise, he still has some some growing to do. Um, but if if you're willing to like cash in on an asset and and build a team, that could be one of them. Not that I want to necessarily see it happen, but um, 
you know, just purely thinking kind of business-wise, it, like I say, cashing him on an asset is probably one of the ones that he could. Well, he only does have he only has one year left on his current deal. Does as does Dale Fry? Um, are you worried about him and Dale? You know, both got one year left. Do you think we kind of need to start them out in the summer sooner rather than later, Tom? So him and Dale. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Tav. Sorry, I see a buffer. I just buffered. Um, no, ideally for me, uh, I'd like to see them both renew. Um, and. You know, you'd want to get that sorted in the summer or at least at the start of the season. So that type of thing, it's not dragging on towards the end of the season. There's not going to be a, like, will they want to renew or anything like that. I, you know, they're, they're two of our our best assets. So, um, yeah, you, you'd want to renew both of them at the very least. So, like, if, if an offer did come in, like, it's it's not going to be, like, undervalued or, or anything like that. Uh, but... You know, best case scenario, you want to build a team around them, so give them a new contract. Okay, then the next question, uh, Dana, it's from BB in from the Telegram chat, and they ask, uh, what should the club and the various fan groups be doing to further improve the whole match day experience for next season? Well, firstly, I think the match day experience and certainly the build-up to it has definitely improved. I think the fan hub's fantastic, the fact that they brought that in and they've continued that even when it's tanking it down and Baltic. I mean, we were right on the edge of the River Tees, aren't we? So we kind of have that chill, a noticeable chill in the air pretty much all year round. And so I like that. I like the seemingly mega mix of quite poignant, meaningful Middlesbrough songs before the game, like Strings for Yasmin and, and Let's Dance. I think Steel River just isn't for me. I don't know what people think. It's just, it, it it's not for not me. For me yeah, I don't know why that's played after pig bag. It's usually my cue to sit down because, you know, what am I supposed to do when Steel River's on joining? It's just, it. yeah, it's get, not, get not for me that Get your lighters out, get your lighters out. Start the, yeah, the, get your lighters out. I feel like they take that concert, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's just, I think the placement of it's weird. Um, but other than that, I think the, the atmosphere is good. The obvious one that people have said and that I agree with is if there's an atmosphere being built up, between the, the home fans and the away fans, or even just the home fans pre-match, turn the music down or turn the music off. Um, I think they did that during the Derby game. They might have been fantastic. Appreciate that. I think that's a, a really good thing to do. But um, yeah, we've seen in the past, it's usually cranked up, isn't it? And it's not a competition with the fans. If the fans are singing, you let the fans sing. You don't drown them out with Black Eyed Peas or Fat Boy Slim, you know. But all, all in all, I think they're improving. Wait, so you're telling me I got a feeling is uh <laughs> is a step too far. Is this where we're drawing the yes. line though? Is is this it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay then. Fair enough then. Uh next question, uh Tom, and it's from Jake, and he says, Can you potentially see many of Borough players being repurposed to play a different role in the system next year? Or do you think everyone's main position will be where they were this season? I think for the most part, it will be that everyone's main position is going to be as it is this season. We might still have some cases next season where Tav needs to play left wing back um, and obviously McGree will slot into that position, but I don't see that happening too often. I don't think that's going to be a regular occurrence. Um, one thing I could see happening if we don't get rid of him is potentially moving ball little left centre-back. As kind of like a, a well. rotation option there, because um, I, I don't think 
Wilder wants him at left wing back. Um, I, I think that was shown in the last few games of the season where Patav was playing there. Um, so I, I could definitely see that happening if uh, if we don't let him go this summer. I think it would be a good option there as well because I know he's he's not the tallest. Google has him down as six foot one. That's absolutely not the case. But aerially, it's not really the wide centre backs that get involved in that. It's still Fry. It's the the central midfielder, the sweeper, if you like, that gets involved in the the sort of aerial battles. And Dill Fry is is very good at doing that. I think the the key that Bowler will bring to a back three is pace. And I know I keep banging on about this, and I've obviously spoken to you two about it when we were. Um, creating our list but we don't really have the pace to to be able to um as I said recover the position and I'm hoping that next season it's not so much of a problem because we have somebody up front that can sustain a little bit of pressure so there's no turnover of possession that damages us but I think Bowler will bring pace to that back three um and I think that could be a position where we see him next season especially if we don't bring in um decent depth in that in that left center back position do you think we'll see um, big tactical changes next year, Dana, in the way Mills were set up? Not big tactical changes. I think maybe little tweaks in terms of probably having a bit more balance between the the left back and uh, sorry the left wing back and the right wing back, and be able to have that diagonal switch, um, and probably just quickening the tempo as well towards the end of the the campaign. Just gone, we were quite slow and sluggish and laboured, and I think that's one thing that you could probably say is the opposite of the Wilder style, you know, they, they want that quick, fast, uh, fluid football and we just weren't having that at the end of the season. So not too many. Um, I think the interesting tweak will be up front where we'll probably have a somebody that can drop deep, receive the ball, sustain a bit of pressure, hold up the, the play, retain possession that way and then somebody that can get in behind and might be a little bit of, more of a focal point as well. Okay, then uh, that, that that was a question from TG as well. Um, and the last question of the day uh, is from Daniel. He says, which young player, if any, do you think will make a breakthrough to be a regular in the first team next season? We do have our prediction show coming up in the next few weeks, but is there any front runners for you both, Tom? Is there anyone? I mean, not in terms of being a regular, um, but I, I can see them kind of make appearances through the next year would be Joe Gibson. Uh, just in that right wing back role, I think you know he, he showed uh, good good kind of flashes in the uh, the Mansfield game. He's obviously highly rated in the under twenty threes, and he just signed a new contract as well, hasn't he? Um, yeah. So did he? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what? Joe Gibson signed a new contract? Not... If you're in our Telegram chat, you'll know what that's all about. <laughs> Join our but... Telegram chat. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I think all, all that kind of stuff just kind of shows that within the next couple of years, he'll he'll be looking to break through and uh, you know might get some like sub appearances to to try and make an impact this year. Dan, have you have you got anyone in mind? Yeah, I think uh, Bryant Belongo for me. Um, when I've watched the under twenty threes this season, he's stood out in that left. He's played a left-sided centre-half, but also left back, left wing-back, I think. And he can switch the two roles um, because I just think he's got the, the attributes to do that. He's very good in the overlap. Um, I think on his debut, actually, he supplied, it might have been Kavanagh for a goal, really good cross from the left. Obviously, we are looking at that position. We don't have any left-footed, left-footed centre-backs. So 
I think Belongo could be within a shout. I completely agree with with Joe Gibson. Um, but potentially the the keepers, you know, we've spoken about goalkeepers. We're going to speak about a goalkeeper that we've all agreed on for our six list, but we could well promote from within because Zach Hemming has been fantastic at um, Kilmarnock, obviously part of the team that that won the title there in the Scottish Championship. And he's, he's worth a crack in pre-season. I think both of the keepers, Bryn and, and Hemming, are, are worth a go in pre-season and I'm sure they'll get that opportunity. I'm hoping that they can take it as well. But rumours are that we're probably going to bring in Carl Darlow, aren't we? So we'll see where, what, you know, where that goes, what happens with that. But um, I think for me, the standout is probably Belongo. Okay then, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if we if we do bring Cardala, but that'd be well, that'll be for another podcast. And I think for my pick, I think my front runner might be Hayden Hackney. I think it's kind of a you either break through this year or you don't break through at all kind of year for him. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if if he does or not. But my prediction might change in a few weeks' time. But let's move on then. Um, let's go to the six lists because we've identified six players that we think will be good fits slash shrewd signings for Borough. Um, we, of course, don't know who Millsborough are going to sign at times, but uh, we've searched the leagues, we've looked at the data, and we've applied our eye test uh, and compared the current players uh, and these players in particular um, to see how they're comparing against each other. And I just want to thank Luke as well, at Lou on, on, on Twitter for pulling the data for us as well, all the 150 Borough fans and Luke in our Telegram <laughs> chat. Um, so starting off, um, we have got, we've really identified a, a striker, um, a, a left wing back, a centre back, uh, a goalkeeper, uh, another striker as well, um, and well, as, as a certain defensive midfielder uh, to uh, for the list. But then I want to start off right at the top. I think we should go forward first, then we'll come to goalkeeper, um, and then we'll start making our way through in terms of priority. But who is your number one pick for striker? Um, who is your striker? Why is he your pick, and how does he compare? Yes, so I've gone for someone that really impressed against Borough this season. No, it's not Victor Jokeres, unfortunately, for everyone that really wants him at Middlesbrough. It's Carlton Morris. And the reason I've got Carlton Morris on there is because what I've alluded to already in the podcast, we we really struggled to have a striker that could drop deep, receive the ball and sustain pressure. We had the likes of Connolly, Balogun and Sparrow trying to do that but the ball just wasn't sticking with them because it's just not their style they just don't have the physicality and I think that's one thing that we need the championship is about physicality for me and if you have the physicality you're already on your way to potentially being a a decent fit in the division but yeah Carlton Morris nine goals this season eight non-penalty two assists on top of that so 11 goal contributions in a pretty poor Barzi side um he's physical hold up forward but he's adept with the ball his feet um, he'll be in and around the the build-up, but not penalty box man. Uh, but as I said, he can help Borough retain possession in their possession-based style, which is really important. But if we break down the data, he's a good blend of physical and technical. The physical is that he averages over nine aerial duels per 90 and is above the league average for strikes in terms of winning them. Technical, 3.95 dribbles per 90, which is just above Duncan Watmore in the Borough ranks. And he has a superior success rate to Duncan Watmore. In terms of offensive duels, a defensive duels are defined as a ground duel for a player in possession of the ball. He's good at maintaining possession either through a dribble or through use of his body. Only seven players partake in more and he's ranked 20th in the league for offensive duels won. Now, that might not be a standout 
ranking 20th, but he's definitely somebody that can use his body well and we can harness that to to maybe build up a little bit more as well. He's somebody that can drop deep to receive and then spinning behind. He did that a lot on, on MK Dons. Um think half of each shape is his physicality and double his technical ability and you'll probably get Carl Morris. Um, but yeah, the, the eye test, he was a right handful for McNair and Dykesteel and Fry against Barnes. It was probably the worst I've seen them play and it was pretty much all because of Carl Morris. Wilder said after the game that um, I thought he was excellent. He dominated our three and I don't expect our three to be dominated. Uh, he won the foul that led to the first goal. He set up the second. Uh, he pressed and won the ball back. Uh, it won a penalty against Fulham that I remember. It wasn't a penalty mine. Tim Robertson, not a great decision. But yeah, I really, really like Carl Morris. I think he's somebody that, yeah, you'll look at and you think, okay, he's been relegated with Barnsley in a, in a very bad Barnsley side. But there's value to be had in those players. And I think we can really... You know, I I think he's a hard worker. He's he can press, he can hold the ball up. He's getting better in terms of his finishing. Um, I think he could be a very good sign and very good value pickup. The alternative, somebody else that I like and have liked since he was on loan at Blackpool, um, is Ellis Sims. And interesting that Wilder was at the Hearts game yesterday, in which Ellis Sims was playing. So I don't know. Maybe I'm two plus two equals five. Maybe there from me, but still, um, it's. Worth noting. Good luck with Chris Wilder in his new role at Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, Sims didn't score yesterday, but and they got beat two 0 against Rangers. But uh, two two really good solid players. I think they're they and we'll come to the second striker a little bit later on. Um, but Tom, we'll go for goalkeeper next. Uh, who was your pick? Why is your pick? And how was he compare? Well, it was a unanimous pick from the three of us. Um, it was. Yeah, uh, Michael Cooper from Plymouth. Um, so, I mean, firstly, uh, something that's going to be important in our system, great distribution. There's actually a, a video on YouTube which uh, shows him throwing the ball pretty much from his own box to the edge of the other area, uh, which shows how good he is with, uh, with throwing, but also uh, in terms of kicking as well. Uh, we can see there on the uh, on, on the graphic that um, you know he's he's involved in the build up, plays shorter passes out of his feet a lot of the time as well. Uh, seven, 74.2% save percentage last season uh, compared to Lumley's 66.3 and Daniel's 67.4. Uh, obviously, it's a different league, so you have to kind of take that with a pinch of salt, but still promising signs there. Um, and we see also there on the uh, on the graphic about the exits. Uh, so he leaves the line slightly more than uh, than Lumley did, but we it's probably important to take into account that Lumley didn't actually adopt that behaviour. Uh, until late on the, in the season, due to the uh, the tactical changes in our system, so it looks like he's he's in a better position to slot into our system a lot more uh, naturally than than Lumley did, uh, and and he's already got kind of a, a platform to build from there. Um, over 0.2 prevented goals per 90, uh, whereas Lumley was on just under 0.10, uh, which which did add it up uh, add up. Um, and it is also facing low quality shots there and saving them. Uh, so that obviously fits our system because uh, you know we're, we're based a lot around not allowing those uh, quality clear cut chances. Um, so it, it looks like a good fit for our system. He's going to get involved with the build up and, and play a pass better than Lumley. The Plymouth fans really rate him. Uh, I think there was um, 
I think he's just won Golden Glove for League One. Uh, from one of them said that he'd tied with David Stockdale, although that might not be anything to brag about after that game <laughs> yesterday. Um, and there was rumours on their message board that Norwich or West Brom could be into him, uh, but one of their fans in particular seems adamant that he'll end up at Borough because uh, he, he was saying he'll definitely end up at like a mid-table championship club like Borough, so slightly offensive, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I mean, put the, put the claws away. Put the claws away. <laughs> You know what, we, we will have him, fair enough, we'll have him, but we won't be a mid-table side next season. Um, well, I'd argue we weren't this season, we're just outside the playoffs, top yeah, half. Well, <laughs> I know, but here's what it is, isn't it? I think, I think the next, the next, we want the next one then, uh, and I'll take the, the left centre-back role. Um, we spoke, a lot, spoke about a lot uh, this this position over the, over the season, the, the need for balance, and our original pick, I, th- I thought I found a bit of a gem in Maxime uh, Maxim Leish uh, from Bochum, but then he went and moved to to Mains, literally as of <laughs> on Thursday. So I was pretty good yeah. about that. But we went with someone else, and we went with someone better than that, uh, and it's Mac- Matt Noster, uh, it from Heracles, and yeah, this is the guy I really like, and uh, Dan, you you really won me over on this one. Um, after the more and more I started digging, the more and more I was impressed by him. Twenty-three-year-old, uh, six foot two, Dutch um, from Feyenoord Academy uh, as well, and he's being praised by the fans, the forums, the players about his leadership. And he's captained Holland uh, all the way through his international career so far. Um, and we've got a clip about his his leadership traits. Um, so I feel like we should just put that in. Dinner, do you mind bringing that up? Mats Knuster. Um... Fantastic mentality and and, uh, and fine young has uh, a good education at home <laughs> and and he's uh, intelligent so this is a good basic uh, for me to, to, to work with him because uh, you can talk with him about football everything he can play in every team I think uh, because of his speed of his body of his intelligent he's intelligent on the pitch um, so uh, the only thing is what we have to train is I talked. Uh, said to you, uh, he has to work here, um, and I don't know if uh, if he's good enough for the biggest team, but uh, he's 20, so give him time, more experience in the matches, and then I think he has no problem in in, in one time to play in a big team. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So that was a, a clip from a couple of years ago, and he, he's started to really progress ever since. Obviously, 31 games uh, in the Eredivisie this this season, but they have just been relegated, losing 5-1, uh, and I'm in the, in the relegation playoff yesterday. Um, but in terms of why I kind of like him um, and why we should be looking at this type of player um, is, for me, I think in, in terms of his styles as well, his progressive passing and runs, hitting well over the 80% mark in, in terms of percentages. And then also it looks really solid on the ball. But I think one big thing I was really impressed by when we've been watching him is that his ability to split as a centre-half um, and really build build an attack on the ball, feed in the wing-backs and centre midfielders, which we've seen is really pivotal at the Middlesbrough's play when we looked at Housen last season, how we were able to get the ball from from the centre-back and let Housen dictate, dictate play from the midfield. He is very, very good at that. He's very comfortable. His recovery runs are very, very good. And in looking at his defensive duty, duties, he's not only very good at progressing Middlesbrough going forward, if, if we were to bring him in. Defensively, it's kind of no secret that our division is very physical and duels are pretty massive, um, depending on who you play. Um, and he comes out quite nicely as well, above average on both aerial and defensive duels. And I think it kind of comes down to his positioning being excellent and his anticipation on knowing when and where to go and how to win the duel more effectively. And for a 23-year-old to do that, I think it's pretty special. Um, he seems to be pretty. He seems to be very mature, having all that leadership qualities as well. So having a mobile, progressive, good positionally, young, a good leader, what more do you actually want for someone in this in this division and someone to slot into this uh, defensive role? Realistically, and I think the realistic scale will come up because I've just really praised him highly. Um, it can be quite high, actually, if this deal was to happen because Coventry and Swansea are already keen on him. He ticks a lot of boxes. And I think if we can actually pull it off, I think it could be a really good deal. There is rumours, obviously, in, in, in Holland as well, that AZ Alkmaar are kind of the team that he might potentially move to in the future. Um, and he'll probably move up the ladder in, in the Eredivisie next season. But if we were to look for a left centre-back, he could be very much higher on the list and someone you can really sell on for a big profit as well in the future. Um, but yeah, he Free was transfer my... as well, isn't he? Because he contract is runs out in the summer, yeah. be a fantastic yeah. pickup for a club. As you said, they're an asset as well. Yeah, it's a real asset. Um, I think I think it's difficult for for Heracles to to really hold him down. I think with the talent that he's got, but who knows? Who knows? I think when you've got Coventry and like Swansea looking at him as well, those probably have to, going to have to act fairly quickly to to try and get him if, if we can. 
Um, but let's move on to the next one then, Dan. I think we'll go to striker again. So who's going to get your pick for second striker? Because you've got you were um and hour about this one for uh, God, I watched, pretty, much, yeah. pretty much all week. So mm-hmm. I'll let you have them both to pick so you can go through both if you still can't decide. But who have you gone for the, the second striker? Yeah, this is incredibly unrealistic because of what happened literally yesterday. But I do, I, I have gone for Ross Stewart of Sunderland. Are you going to um, say Mbappe there? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I could have done that. Yeah, um, obviously, well, a former target of Boroughs, if the daily record uh, is to be believed, we were linked with him when he was at Ross County. 26 goals for Sunderland this season, but crucially, seven of those are in the six-yard box. You think about Isaiah Jones and a big part of his game is getting to the byline and cutting it back into the six-yard box. I think we need a striker that's obviously a goal scorer, a poacher, an instinctive, you know, the good movement to be able to latch onto those balls. And Ross Stewart is exactly that. Um, Only Wiggins Wilkeen has scored more goals in the six-yard box. Only Wilkeen and Michael Smith uh, of Rotherham have scored more headed goals than uh, Ross Stewart's seven as well. So he's a target from from crosses. You think about the the variety of crosses that we could have next season. I certainly don't expect us to always get to the byline and cut it back. I think there's going to be some crosses from deep. I think Ross Stewart would be um, pivotal to that. And if we look at the data as well for for Ross Stewart he's above the league average for touches in the box shots shots on target expected goals headed goals and non-penalty goals per 90 he has a goal conversion percentage of 20.3 which is just above the league average too and you'd be wrong to think he's just a plank up front um I did see a few Borough fans say that on a (laughs) on a Facebook page yesterday he's he is very strong at winning um, Ariel Jules, given his quite tall frame, the ever unreliable Google says that he's about six foot two, which is probably about right. Um, Mark Bowler, again, is definitely not six foot one, so you can take height with a pinch of salt, but I think Ross Stewart is about six foot two. Um, he's not really a dribbler, but he is mobile. Um, he can run the channels, he can poach, he can press, he's dangerous from corners, he's clinical. Watched him yesterday in the playoff final. I was willing Wickham to win because I didn't want Sunderland to go up, but I didn't want Sunderland to go up, especially because of this list. Um, so thanks, cheers for that, Wickham. But he's a, a fantastic player. Um, he has a little bit of, of everything, really. And he was doing a, a lot in the build-up. He was dropping deep and allowing players to run beyond him. He was linking up well with Pritchard and, and Roberts. And he, obviously he got the goal. He got his 26th goal of the season. Obviously this is unrealistic because Dunland have literally just been promoted. But if Bora are, are very serious about wanting to take the next step and wanting to end this striker hoodoo, then I, I feel like Ross Stewart is exactly what we need. Um, a, a target man, a poacher, crucially a poacher as well. Um, I think that is exactly what we need somebody that is instinctive and has the finishing has the the knack for for scoring I did also go for Dwight Gale though which um is a little bit of a throwback but Dwight Gale in the championship is cheat code really 59 goals in 100 championship games 46 goals his last 60 starts he's always had a good record at this level he got 24 goals when he was last playing in the championship and then 23 the season prior to that the only reason why I kind of went cold on Gale is because he recently signed a new deal with Newcastle. I think for somebody like him, who, let's be honest, if you're looking to, you know, long-term or even mid-term, he's pretty 
he doesn't have a great record in the Premier League, but in the Championship, he's absolutely fantastic. To take him on a free would be brilliant, but of course, as I said, he's signed a, a new deal recently with Newcastle, so he won't be on a free, he will be for a fee. So I think that's why I, I went cold on him. But yeah, he's pretty much not involved in the build-up, but in terms of getting goals and knowing where to be and having the clinical um, sort of edge to his game. The movement is fantastic. Watching a, a few of his goals from his last season in the Championship, he's just got that, as I said, that knack. And I think that's exactly what we're looking for. Somebody that doesn't have to really think about what he's doing. He just does it because it's so natural to him. And yeah, Dwight Gale is a, is a natural goal scorer at this level. Yeah, and it's, it's intriguing as well that work. We'll link with, uh, I was going to say Jason Rhodes there, Jordan Rhodes um, as, as well. I think is a clearly a position that we're we're looking to to strengthen in. We have to strengthen in. I think those both picks are really good. And is Ross Stewart that unrealistic? Maybe I think Sunderland <laughs> yeah. Sunderland will have a price, of course, you know, they will look to invest in the squad in the tra- in the championship next season. But of course, why move to a, a, a rival um in, in a yeah. derby that's not a derby. Um, but Dwight <laughs> but Dwight Gale is, is also a, a cracking shout as well. Um so I'd be interested to see who eventually we, we do bring in. I can't really see it being the Coventry striker to be honest. Uh but we're it's a weird one with Yokerez as well. Um because prior to this season, when he was at Swansea he was terrible. Um, you ask Swansea fans, you ask a lot of people actually about Victor Jokerez and they would not have seen this coming this, this season that he's just had. I'm just a little bit sceptical that it might be a flash of the pan. It might be a you know one season thing. I'm kind of, most of me is not expecting that, but there's something not quite clicking with the way that Jokerez has just suddenly become a, a really good striker. But even within the 70 goals he scored this season, he's not exactly clinical um I think Coventry fans can vouch for a lot of the chances that he's missed this season he should be on about 25 to be honest um mm. but yeah he's had a good season I'm just I feel like he'd be the classic case of a fantastic player that we ruin <laughs> we've done that many times before to be honest um but in terms of the the next position center defensive mid center, center defensive midfield Tom uh I cannot talk today. I need to put my teeth back in. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a position that is very much needed. Johnny Housen has, has, of course, been offered a deal, but has yet to sign. So we're technically without a centre defensive midfield. But who have you went with? Why have you picked him? And how does he compare? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Housen hasn't signed a new deal yet, but he had no competition last year anyway, which was a problem uh, going at the end of it. It's another unanimous decision on, on this one. It feels like the voice we've all turned our chairs around. One <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> with uh, Josh Laurent from uh, from Redden. Um, he has actually just been offered a new contract by Redden, uh, so Borough would need to move fairly quickly on this one, although it does seem like he's got quite a few uh, clubs after him. And, and of course, we have actually been linked with him before when he was at Shrewsbury. Um, Redden fans saying it would be a disaster to lose him and Rinna Mortar. Uh, so if we can't get him, at least we've got another uh, uh, option on the free transfer from Redden we can go for. Um, but we can see that he tends to play shorter passes than Housen. Uh, however, that stack could be fairly skewed a bit this season uh, from Warnock's hoofball tactics at the start of the year. Um, he makes a lot more key passes than Housen, um, but Housen makes a lot more uh, progressive forward passes uh, than Laurent. Um, 
and, and he also attempts more defensive duels in Housen, which would be interesting to see in our system uh, as someone trying to win the ball back uh, a lot more. But he does have a lower success rate on that. But all, all in all, I mean, he does look a very kind of positive uh, on-the-ball player uh, for that CDM position. Yeah, um, I think it's a it's a good sign for us to be made. I think when you're looking at him and Rinamorta, two really good options, Don. I think that if we're able to bring at least one of them in, I think that'd be absolutely perfect. I also really love Josh Cullen at Underlech, and I feel like he should come in, but I can never have it. Uh, I can never have it my own way. But in terms of that system, Tom worth... would... Go on. Go on. Sorry, I just wanted to say, it is worth noting with Laurent is that um, he has played a few positions this season owing to Reading's injury crisis. At who Scott has it down uh, as him playing as a defender, um, as a winger, as a sort of more advanced mm. midfielder. That's what he was at Shrewsbury. Um, he was alone at Hartlepool. Uh, sorry, he had a season at Hartlepool as well before he signed for, well, he made, made the move up to the championship for Wigan, I think. But a good engine, I think, in a, a better team with kind of that that. A deep position nailed down. Um, I think his passing stats, as we we showed there on the on the graphic for the YouTube video, I think would be pretty much around Housen's um, sort of level, if you if you know what I mean. So yeah, I think he would be a fantastic fantastic signing and on a free as well. You can't go wrong with that. I think he'd be a good it, pickup it, for most championship sides. Probably worth noting as well. Going back to what you're saying about the position and there on the Reading message board, they were saying that it did seem like he was kind of forced to play that defensive midfield role, but going forwards, he might want to play further forward because they did see his position more as a kind of natural number eight. Um, but obviously, he, he is effective in that CDM role, so it would be a, a good option for us there. Do you think he would come as an option, Tom, or would he come in to pretty much dislodge Johnny Housen in that role? I say, I, I think he'd be coming in to dislodge Housen. Um I mean, I, I feel like Housen, you know, he's at the back end of his career. He's 34, and you wouldn't tell from his performances last season. Um, but I do feel like he would be kind of realistic in that, uh, knowing that he's not going to be playing for, for too much longer, and especially not to the, the standard that he currently is. Um, so we would need to bring in a, a younger replacement at some point. Um, so I, I can see it being more of a rotation between the two uh, this season, which obviously we did need last season, but we just mm. had no one else to play that CDM role, really. A point on that, what you said about the um, Red fans saying that he's better off sort of further forward. It's interesting because our central defensive midfield position isn't, kind of set as like Ledbury and Clayton were, for example, or Clayton was in particular. It's a lot more fluid, isn't it? You will see Housen bringing the ball out and, you know, the, the progression of, of play either through dribbling or through passing. And a lot of the time it is through dribbling. So it's more of a, it's it's loosely actually a, a number eight in a, in a way. Obviously it's number six, but it's loosely quite a progressive midfield position, which I think harnessing everything that Josh Laurent brings you the the defensive position that he's definitely taken up in recent years I think he could be fantastic for that house and role okay then then the final position uh it was left wing back um and I've went with Ryan Giles uh 22 year old currently at Wolves but he's been on loan to Coventry Rotherham Cardiff and Blackburn over the last four years and for me it's a really interesting player because for me, he either commits to Wolves or has to make a permanent switch in the summer. I think four years out on loan, 22-year-old. Now you want to start playing a lot more than 
than what you're really doing and you want to have a permanent uh, club as well. Uh, so Ryan Giles then, I know we've got Mark Waller and I know I, I love and treasure him, um, but he needs to be pushed um, and improved in position. This is why I kind of went with Giles. And I think in short, your one key takeaway for what Ryan Giles is that he's really attacking, attacking as it gets, wonderful delivery, good passer, um, really progressive, likes to push the opposition wing back back. Um, and get really high on the pitch, which is shown by his heat map if you're watching us on, on YouTube. He's, he pretty much plays like a left winger. Um, and when you look at his stats, his offensive duels are off the scale, really. Yeah. Um, he likes to, so he likes to show that he wins the ball back quickly and effectively. And he's also, his dribbles and cross completion is really good too. So it's kind of no surprise he's had 10 assists in 32 games this year. But on the flip side, when you have someone like this, um, who likes to, <laughs> it was very good offensively. Um, defensively, does need a little bit of work. I'm going to throw out there. Um, but he has been playing um, in different positions this year under Tony Mowbray. He was definitely playing a right winger as well at one point. Um, and I can definitely see him converting into a left winger or right winger in the future. But defensively, he's quite low on the scale. Defensive duels per night, he's pretty much well down there. Um, but then also, like, is. <clears throat> His interception per night as well is pretty low. And also his pass, compl- pass completion isn't particularly high, but I think it's just due to his position that he was in. But I think if if, he, if you bring in Ryan Giles, your team and he and him himself will thrive when you keep the ball. Um, mm. I think yeah. when when you've got a team that likes to dominate, build from the back, like to stretch games, get your wing backs nice and high, try and pin your position back, he's really perfect. Um, and I think he's his ability to get the ball in the box, provide provide assists, and also keep Borough in possession of the player is really strong. And I think if when Middlesbrough are stuck in games, like we've seen over the last season, where we dominated a lot more on the right-hand side, and we have to move the ball from side to side, he would be perfect for that role. It gives us really nice balance. And it also... It allows us to recycle the player, get the ball from side to side, be patient with our delivery, um, and also try to break teams down when they do come in and sit in that low block. And I feel like he'd be perfect for that kind of signing if we were to to to, to bring him in. Realistically, I think it's a doable deal. Uh, like I said, it either commits to Wolves or he makes up permanent switch. He's got three other left backs at Wolves already who are in front of him. Bruno Lage really does like him. But whether we can break a deal uh, in in the summer will have to be seen. But I don't think he'd be short of offers, especially in the championship. Really talented boy, twenty two year old, and I think it's a really good fit for us. If if we can do that, then perfect. But if not, then someone needs to push Mark Baller in in the future. But overall, I'm, I'm really impressed by Ryan Giles. But it'd be interesting to see how he progresses in his career in the next few years. Could he do a Gareth Bale, really, from a left back to a, a left winger to a cam? Soon to be seen. I think he could probably play a cam position as well in, in terms of his, his ability. But we'll see. Um, but guys, that's our six. Unless we've got any more players to to add to this system, Have we not. No. Um, no, no, we did have we did have Josh Time, and me and me and uh, Tom had Josh Time, and I know a left wing back, but. Given that he's just signed a new deal, he'll probably command a big fee from Stoke. I think he's, you know, the perfect wing back, really. Um, uh, Stoke fans said he should have more assists than he does time and, but for poor finishing. I mean, you could probably say the same for a few players in the Borough team. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. the left wing back position is is particularly important and important that you mentioned there about obsession style, Johnny, because I think with a player like Ryan Giles, yes, is defensively not great in terms of 
the actual output defensively because he plays so high and he's so attacking. But if Borough are on the ball and as well, going feeding back to what I said about the strikers, if we have somebody that can sustain pressure and keep that mm. possession up for Borough, then you know, you've got Ryan Giles there. <clears throat> yeah. And a quick left wit- left centre back as well. I think it would it would fit really well. Um to have that kind of risk with a lot of reward potentially there. Yeah, absolutely. When the, the two players we've spoke about would complement each other pretty much fairly well. Um I think with with Nostar like coming in in that left centre back role, with him splitting so well. Oh need to put my microphone off and it, him splitting so well. <laughs> um it would provide that nice balance of where when we're in possession of the player, but then also when you're looking at Ryan Giles and the way that we'd want to progress and keep the wing back so far back, his recovery run, like you were saying that then his pace is so good. His recovery would be quite would be quite nice. And I don't feel like we'll be under pressure too much. But if if we uh I think the only teams we'd really struggle against would be like uh a, a Swansea who like to really dominate the player. That's or or a counter attacking team. Yeah, uh, like a, a really, really good counter like if Forrest State down, for example, Forest absolutely teared uh, Sheffield United a new one, and it was you know if anybody watched that game, I think it's a good blueprint of of potentially what the um, the troubles and struggles that we could face next season because they're very similar to us. Paul Heckebottom wanted to adopt the Chris Wilder style of play, but they just do not have the mobility at the back, and they were getting caught out time and time again with Brennan Johnson and Surridge and Zink and Argyle. And uh, that's really important to have that pace. That's why I've kind of kept saying it to have that the, the the recovery pace to be able to to get back and fill those positions once you've kind of been turned over in possession is really important that's why we see Dyke Steelers thrive so much this season because he has that pace um, and there was a lovely four minute long video of Anthony Dyke Steel being wonderful that he posted on Instagram that I would love everybody to watch because um, it was fantastic it's wonderful content isn't it it's absolutely wonderful content um, but guys that's it thank you very much for joining me as always. And our six picks are, of course, Michael Cooper, uh, Noshta, Ryan Giles, Josh Laurent, Carlton Morris, Ross Stewart, and then we go for a seventh in Dwight Gale uh, as well. Uh, but that's it. We've made our picks. It's now your time. It's time to make yours. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, let us know in the comments below. And don't forget to subscribe to us as well. But if you listen to us on our podcast provider, and just remember if you're an Aircast listener, um, the platform is shutting down and also just sort of move to a different one so if you can move to apple podcasts or youtube or whatever other podcast providers there is plenty out there for you to move on to um but let us know in our mentions who you'd like was who you'd like borrow to sign in the summer but this has been the borough breakdown podcast and that is why borough mash day chatter in a pod up the borough breakdown